thinking about what it means for me to cultivate um, an attitude of abundance toward different parts of my life, and particularly uh, of my work life. <clears throat> I've been, um, I'm a copywriter and a writer and an editor, and I've been developing um, more so over the past half a year or so, uh, my business and taking on clients and uh, uh, it's, it's interesting how much that can really uh, move the mind and color the thinking that kind of okay, what what can I give what can I get what should I give what should I get how's this relationship going to play out, start, move forward, finish. What can I bring to make it go well? How can I let go if it isn't? All these things. Of course, as a Buddhist, um, I'm committed to right, right livelihood. And the biggest part of that for me is, is bringing the right attitude, bringing uh, a significant amount of generosity and goodwill to all of my interactions and seeking out clients and companies um, that I think are doing good work in the world, you know, and still need this kind of help. So, it's an interesting place to be because it really does challenge uh, previously held kind of feelings or emotions or ways of being in the world. It doesn't challenge them. It challenges uh, my better self now. You know, with this practice, I've worked a lot to let go of that really like tight holding, you know, that uh, I, I, I did everything right. Why did this all fall apart? Or um, I was really nice to that person and they were still ugly. <laughs> or, you know, I did what I was supposed to. Why did they appreciate that? That's a, a, a less mature mindset. You know, and we learn that stuff sometimes as kids. Um, sometimes we really hang on to it, <laughs> bring it all the way into our adulthood and it can take, you know, something profound like this practice to start to dislodge some of that shame and blame. And so I've been watching, you know, as we, as we learn in this practice, you know, we, we learn to, to watch our responses and our reactions to everything that's coming up in our day-to-day -day lives and how we kind of, um, clutch around it or push it away or ruminate and worry. And this week, especially, I've been just really holding myself to that observation. You know, as something comes up and I might uh, react negatively toward it, I try to see it right away and redirect 
myself. Because what I, I realized that I can do, and we all do it very quickly, is create these stories. Well, they're doing it like that, and they're doing it like that because of that, and they're trying to send a message to me, and they're not responding, and they, 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 <laughs> they, 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 they. And it's not as bad as it sounds, you know. I'm not stomping around the kitchen like that, maybe once upon a time. But even as we refine the practice, as we sit in meditation, as we work to eradicate these habits, if we're paying attention, we still feel them. You know, we feel that little bit of holding on or moving toward or pushing away. Um, that little bit of it's there, it's them, it's them, it's them, it's them, they did it. And what I've come to really understand is that's not how I want to do business. That's not how I want to do the business of business. <laughs> and that's not how I want to do the business of life or love or friendship or anything. So I've been, you know, thinking through some golden rules, you know, how can I apply this practice in a practical way to these situations? And, you know, for me, it's really having a radical responsibility for my own reactions, really looking at myself. How am I responding? Why? And did I make up a story here? Is this really going on? Is this really the truth? What have I brought to it? What am I coloring it with? Um, I don't want to say, they made me do this. They made me feel this way. They made me do this. They made me feel this way. And so as I kind of move through some of these interactions, what I'm finding that I have to do is really hold the boundaries around what I'm willing to do, <laughs> what I want to do, what I'm happy to do, what I'm joyful to do. And, uh, you know, oddly enough, that's really hard work. You know, I, I'm joyful and happy and willing to do really hard work. Right? That's not a problem. No. But I'm not willing to do it, say, at two in the morning or for, you know, less money than it takes me to actually do it. <laughs> or for, you know, in some way that disrupts my family life. And I know, you know, to a degree, that's, that's a privilege, you know, to be able to hold those boundaries. Um, but I also think it's a mindset. If we have the privilege to hold the boundaries, then it makes a lot of sense <laughs> to pick up the mindset too. Um, and, and how it's manifesting, uh, with say, you know, new clients is, is saying, I really, I really want you to have the best fit 
I really want you to find the right person for this. I really want you to find the right person. So this is when I work and this is what I charge. <laughs> and this is what I do. And this is the quality I expect from myself. And this is what it takes to get that quality. So you decide whether I'm a good fit. And to me, that is, you know, that brings the spirit of abundance right to the forefront. You know, I have enough. I have enough. So I can say, this is how I do it. Does that work for you? If it doesn't, let me help you find someone who's a really good fit for you. I mean, that's what having a community, it's really good for, you know, I can say, well, there's this person here and this person here and this person here, and they do just what you're looking for, but I don't. And I think, you know, that we can apply that in a lot of ways in a lot of places. Just being really clear about what our own responsibilities are. I have responsibilities to my kids, my family, and I don't particularly want to work when I want to be uh, parenting. No? Sarah and I were talking about universal mom syndrome <laughs> this morning. <laughs> There's a I think we have a lot more to unpack on that, you know. <laughs> but I think, you know, universal good mom syndrome is you know, a big part of that is wanting to be present when we're with the people we love, you know, not always distracted and sidetracked. So knowing that and knowing that if that's what I want, if that's what my values are, then I have to necessarily let go of other things. I have to say no to opportunities that um, push those boundaries. And then it feels, again, it feels abundant because I'm getting what I want, which is focused time with my kids. That's what I want. Other things too, but that's part of what I want. And so then not losing sight of what I actually want. What do I actually want? You know, I actually want to be happy <laughs> and joyful and uh, comfortable, you know, to a degree and present with my family and able to come to the meditation center. That's what I actually want. So really knowing that. And then, you know, creating that attitude of abundance. Well, I, I have what I want and I know what I want. So then I know what I can offer. I know what I can give. I can be extremely generous uh, with my time and my effort and my energy because I know what I have to give. And I can give it abundantly. We were talking this morning about 
controlling, you know, that, that radical responsibility, controlling what we bring, not controlling what anybody does with it after we bring it. So, you know, bringing an attitude of goodwill, bringing a sense of abundance, bringing um, generosity and gratitude, bringing quality and um, skill. And then letting it land where it does. We have to be able to, we really do have to be able to let go of the outcome. Okay, I brought my best because what we're trying to do is, like I was saying in the meditation this morning, we can be really joyful and really grounded in just the effort we're bringing and only the effort, you know? So I, I made the effort to come, well, it was less effort today because I got it right, but I made an effort to come here <laughs> and to be here and to sit here uh, to open the doors and, you know, it could have, have been really noisy outside or it could have the heater maybe would have stopped working or a bird could have flown in or you know something all kinds of weird things happen here I mean you wouldn't believe what weird things happen <laughs> coming sitting in meditation in public spaces for 17 years I've seen a lot of weird things but those weird things aren't about me no I make the effort to come here and hold the space. And no matter what happens after that, I can still take refuge in that, the joy that arises from a skillful effort. I don't have to cry about not getting rewarded by the universe. <laughs> The universe doesn't seem to be, we're not in sync all the time. <clears throat> and it does just come back to um, smiling at Stephanie's giant cat over here. It's very, it looks very soft and cuddly. So one thing I miss about, you know, not doing this from home, is no giant cats. My practice is um, the April path, you know, the Buddhist April path. It doesn't get any more complicated for me than that. It's, it's, it's got enough. <laughs> There's enough to it. <laughs> that you know, I'll get through the next few lifetimes and still have something to do if I'm practicing the Eightfold Path. And it starts with right view, you know, the, the deep knowing that we, um, that our, our intended actions, they do have a result. You know, when we bring up an intention and make a move 
and do something, harm is created, a result is created. And we're not always able to pinpoint what that is. It's not always evident. But what we can be really confident in is that if we make a good effort, and by good, I mean good. <laughs> An effort based in goodness. Yeah. An effort based in goodness, kindness, generosity. If we make that kind of effort, then it brings a good result. It starts a good habit internally. That's the karma. That's the karma. Not what's going to come back to me in a week or in a day or in the next lifetime. The karma is actually internal. You can't escape the good results of good actions. You can't. You might think you did. Uh, so and so didn't appreciate all my home baked cookies. Still made them. So you can't escape the good, the good results of your good actions, and you can't, unfortunately, escape the bad results of. Um, ill-conceived choices and uh, actions that were came out of, a, of an intention to deceive or to hurt somebody else or to lash out, you know, or out of frustration or annoyance. You can't escape those either. It's like, you know, when I was a kid, I would have these real big kind of speeches, right? Like, I'm right, and here's why, <laughs> and here's how you did it wrong, and here's what I think, and I'm very articulate, so I can really be nasty with my words, too. They're very powerful. I'm going to use them. Um, back then, you had to use the phone to talk to your mom. <laughs> Uh, and then kind of run away. Like, oh, that, that felt really good. I got that off my chest. Now they know. Now they know what they did. But none of that, um, actually, there was, no, there was no, no goodness for myself that uh, came from that, from getting things off my chest, from putting people in their place, from telling people off. I had just learned it, you know, from other people in my life. So, you know, staying grounded in that right view, in that, that really honest, radical responsibility for our own karma. It's, it's life-changing. It's life-changing. So right now I'm seeing it in business, but before I saw it in my work life, you know, and before that I saw it in my friendship life. Before that I saw it in my romantic relationship life. I've blown up plenty, every, something in every category, you know. <laughs> I mean, we all have, right? But, um, but living, continuing to live these these new cycles, make these new habits and every new uh, opportunity or space 
that my life moved into uh, just solidifies those habits. It just makes them stronger and stronger and stronger.